Ladies and gentlemen, the Florida State wide receivers were the team with the position group with the biggest improvement in 2022. Let's talk about them heading into 2023. Jeff Chart, who we think is going to surprise us the next season on his next edition of Locked On Seminoles. Dave, let's ride. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to another edition of Locked on Seminoles. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Drake here, and today in the stream yard, I got Mr. David Wise. David, what's looking good looking? Drake, another great day. I'm I'm here to give. I hope everybody's here to receive. You're going to be receiving some receiver talk today. Yeah. Yeah, you need to um, uh, be better with your words. But, folks, we want to thank each and every single one of you for making Locked On Seminoles your first listen each and every single day and all for, for all love and support. And I think we just hit 2,000, but please, just in case, hit the subscribe button at the tippy-tippy top, ding those little, ding, uh, sorry, ding little bell, and then like this video so you know when new content drops. But, Dave, you're right. We just ended the season of giving, so now let's talk about some receiver talk. Wide receivers heading into last season was probably the group that we were most Excited about mainly because the bar had been in hell for the previous two seasons, right? And something that we saw the additions of uh, Micah Pittman and Johnny Wilson from the portal. Winston Wright, unfortunately, wasn't able to play last year, but he actually is returning to the team this upcoming season and should probably hopefully be replicating the or even surpassing the uh, performance and production of Ontario Wilson, who's on to the NFL. Dave, heading into last season, what did you make? What, What were your expectations for that position group and how did they meet them or succeed them for you? I think th- I think the wide receiver room heading into this last season, like you said, I think had the most buzz around it in terms of the most variance between this could be really good or this could be really bad. I think we I think it was the position we knew the least about going into last year. Um just with all the with with the fact that we had all the transfers coming in and we weren't sure how they were going to, you know, perform much less like mesh into the locker room and are are the transfers going to be all new starters? You know, it turns out the answer to that was yes. Uh, the transfers came in and supplanted mm-hmm. basically everyone except for Pokey Wilson uh, to had a really nice year. But um, I think the expectations were fairly high for everybody. Um, just people saw Johnny Wilson as a massive receiver. Yeah, I mean, were they the high though? I did. I, I, th- I did. I, I, I do okay. think so. I, okay. I think I think people thought, like, look, Johnny Wilson was this blue chip receiver, six seven, like they love to talk about on the broadcast every time. Um, Micah Pittman was a former four star, um, and I think you know, obviously Winston Wright was all conference at West Virginia. Um, so before his injury, especially, I think people thought Winston Wright was going to be the best was best receiver coming in. Um, so. I think people thought we had three receivers coming in who were going to compete for a starting playing time immediately. And that I think we said we expect one of them to pop. And I think that's kind of exactly what happened, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. I think the expectations for the room were kind of not high, but, you know, much better. But also like like we're say, I was saying before, 
the the production of the wide receiver room for the two seasons before was kind of low. But I think individually, like we, I think us on the show here, like you know, we expected them to do well. But we still had those caveats where Johnny, we knew that he had the severe drop issues over at Arizona State. Micah Pittman wasn't utilized that much actually over at Oregon, and also with Mike Novell probably being at the time a run first offense, seeing hopefully be able to you know pass to him enough to keep him happy. And then Winston Wright, sure, was the biggest sure thing because he was all conference. He was a great player, especially with a kind of, I want to say, lackluster quarterback play actually at West Virginia. But then, unfortunately, you're right. He did suffer the injury in the car accident. Thankfully, he's done a full and speedy recovery right now. He's participating in tour duty. We expect him to be a full participant for 2023. That's hopefully what we're tracking towards. So, I mean, yeah, I think that's the best way probably I think I would put it. Yeah, and so I think I think overall we had some pretty high relatively high hopes for this unit to answer that question and round it out. Um, it's, I guess if, if you want to pivot to, you know, how that relates to what we expect this year, I think there remains a lot of unknown. I, I think still, because again, we know what we have, I think in Johnny Wilson, I think, I think there are things to work on like consistency for sure. Um, not dropping the easy ones. It's funny because Johnny Wilson makes a lot of the hard catches, but drops the easy ones. Sometimes. Just throw him. Just throw him like stuff that's like literally one handed catches or like high right. pointing a ball. He will never drop. I, it's really funny because like I'm like I, I understand the thinking behind that because like I think I do this sometimes too. I'm like it's like the hard stuff is easy. The simple stuff is what you know kind of like slows you down. But I was like Johnny, it's it's you got this, man. I I believe in you. you right. This. So there's room for improvement there, which is kind of a scary proposition considering how well Johnny Wilson played overall. Um, I think Micah Pittman, I, I don't know. I mean, will he see more opportunities this year? Um, you know, obviously Malik McLean's going to be gone, but we have Winston Wright stepping in, who's I, I imagine going to start probably pretty quickly. So there's going to be, there's going to be a log jam at wide receiver again, which is why you saw Malik McLean leave. And now he landed at Penn state. Good for him. Um, but there's, there's too many snaps to be had and not enough snaps to go around at wide receiver. I think, like I said, I think Micah Pittman was great this last year. Every time he gets the ball, he's fighting for every inch. And so that's great to have, especially for a guy that's going to work over the middle of the field. Um, in terms of known quantities, uh, you have the guys that have already been here on the roster that probably a lot of people forget about at this point because of the newcomers. but. You know, um, we have we still have guys like Kendron Portier and Darian Williamson, who last year, mm -hmm. especially towards the end of the season and when Darian Williamson was healthy, uh, you saw good performances out of both of them. I think they both gave you a lot of hope going into this year. So I, I think there's a good combination of homegrown or I guess system grown talent that's been here for a couple of years now that hasn't really had too, too much opportunity, but that showed some stuff last year combined with the guys returning and a new influx of talent that I'm sure we'll get to. It feels just, it, I mean, if the hopes feel higher for the room this year than last year, I mean, just if nothing else, other than we've seen what that new talent coming in last year looks like. No, I completely agree. And I think overall we see FSU think currently has 11 wide receivers in the roster with Malik McClain, as you're saying, transferred to Penn State. Uh, Keyshawn Helton finding a lane spot over with the Cincinnati Bearcats. And you forgot to mention players like a Ja'Kai Douglas, who I think we always say that he's probably the most forgotten about player, even though he's probably one of the more fine dynamic players. But also we forgot that he was injured for a majority of last season. 
and then do span this the the um the Illinois transfer. That's basically we see he's a burning. He only had five catches in 2021, but those five catches, I'm pretty sure like three or four of them were for touchdowns. <laughs> then you have the the freshman Hakeem Williams, Vendravius, all day, all day Dre Jacobs, and then you have Darren Goldie Lawrence. It's really the expectations are very high for this team, and I sorry, not very high. I think they're higher than they, they they have been for the past few years. I think that the, the bar keeps getting higher and higher and higher for them to meet because basically the wide receiver play we've been saying has been lackluster and also been limiting this offense as a whole with lack of separation, with lack of consistency, a lot of drops. But right now you see basically this past season where Jordan Travis took the next step as a pure passing QB, actually probably an elite pure passing QB, excuse me. And now you're seeing with like, so when you have weapons to play around you, your offense is able to hum at an elite level. And also is an elite level, Dave. Yeah, it's worth that break. And that is our friends over at Bet Online, folks. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your latest sports action. And since we're now we can do, we only have a few more of these left, let's do one do one more fade Dave segment of the day of the week of the millennia of the yep. year of the season. Dave. Yep. The Jacksonville Jaguars won last week. They beat the Chargers. And Trevor Lawrence, you know, he threw four, I think what three picks in the first half, but ended up with four touchdowns, four interceptions. The Jaguars head over to Kansas City, to the Chiefs, the home of Patrick Mahomes and Jackson Mahomes, depending on how you feel about the guy. Jackson, The Jacksonville Jaguars right now currently plus eight and a half point dogs away from home. Dave, what are you taking in this game? Well, first of all, I want to say that I hope Kansas City loses because Jackson Mahomes is the worst person on this planet. Um, just nothing good to say about that little fella. So... He's uh, bigger that, than he's taller than you. He's like six Jack, six. He's the worst person. Also, like, come on, man. I, I, I all right, all right. The worst person in the world. I hope they lose for that reason alone. But that's not what's going to happen here. Jacksonville sucks. Um, yeah, they're not good. I have no idea how they beat the Chargers. That was two crappy teams. The less crappy of which came out of that game. Um, yeah, Drake. That you could do that face all you want. The Jags suck. I mean, go look at the advanced stats. This isn't like a novel thing so Trevor Lawrence threw a million picks in the first half um I don't think he's gonna throw as many in this game because I don't think the Chiefs defense is all that overwhelming but the Chiefs are gonna win by 800 this isn't even gonna be a fun game to watch I'm not even gonna watch it well Dave also doesn't watch NFL folks take that with the grand salt and also Kansas City Chiefs defense allows 34 points per game and Jacksonville Jaguars have a top 10 scoring offense but folks head on over to betonline.com Head on over to betonline.net today. Use promo code locked on L O C K E D O N to get a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit and take the Jags up plus eight and a half because you know what time it is, folks. It is fade Dave. It is fade Dave time and hashtag Duval for all our, all our fans out there. All right, Dave. It is now one of the more fun parts that we get to do, and that is our depth chart. Or what we can do from last season is the top five players that we feel how they should be in a pecking order for this team. For the sorry, for this position group. How do you want to go about this? Let's do the second thing. Um, I think that makes more sense. We see so much like uh so much change like play to play within the Norvell offense that you'll go from two to two receivers to five receivers back to one receiver. I mean, it's all over the place. So the depth charts, I mean, you could do a depth chart. Obviously, we do release one where we have to, but I think it changes it's so much. It's not real. It's not real. It's, a, it's right. not real. It's not real. Right. So the five pl- the five players at this position um, is going to change, I think, pretty drastically from right now to the season's end. I think 
I think names will fall off and, and show back up. So number number one has to be easy. That's Johnny Wilson. Um, Johnny Wilson. Hey, you write a one? Oh, okay. Yeah. Johnny Wilson probably could have gone pro. Uh, I, I'm not saying he would have been like a top draft pick or anything, but I think he would have been drafted if nothing else other than his body type. Uh, you can't teach six foot seven and you can't teach six foot seven and able to jump in high point of football and, you know, run reasonably deep, good routes. So Johnny Wilson obviously had a massive year last year. Anytime he was on the broadcast, the announcers wouldn't stop talking about him. Um, he is a target that makes it easier for everybody else on the field to do their job because he garners so much attention. I expect him. I fully expect him to have another thousand or to have a thousand yard season this year. Um, depending on how well this offense hums, you could see like a 10 touchdown season out of him too. And that wouldn't surprise me at all. He is, he is for what's the opposite of victim of circumstance. He's the benefactor of circumstance where just, you know, kind of Jordan Travis grew up. The offensive line's doing better. Um, he has receivers around him that are capable and competent now. So all the circumstances that are in place right now at Florida State allowed Johnny Wilson to flourish last year. Yeah, he benefited from the situation. I do agree also that I think Johnny Wilson basically will be your number one wide receiver. I'm not going to belabor the point there. I think you put it so eloquently there. I think number two, my personal opinion is going to be Micah Pittman because uh, I think Micah Pittman is such an important player for this team. He's able to. He was someone that I don't think actually suffered the case of the drops when actually when it mattered super most actually last season. And also when the ball was in his hands, I think you said it perfectly last segment where he was very tough to bring down. He's got the, like kind of that pit bulldog mentality. He is a tough, tough kid when he's actually out there in space and people are trying to bring him down. If you need a surefire kind of, you know, five to six yards or a decent or a perfect route run, I will go probably, probably go honestly with Micah Pippen. I think Micah Pippen will be my number two there. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I, I think that makes sense in light of the fact that we don't know exactly what we're going to get out of Winston, right? How he's going to That's look. exactly why. Because I, I, I wish I think at four or five, probably. But but I, I'm going to I'm going to go with a little surprise here. I'm going to put Winston right at two. I think people probably haven't seen or read or know much about Win what Winston Wright did at West Virginia. Um, I mean, that dude caught 700 yards and five touchdowns is last season at West Virginia. He he's never had a receiving percentage under 73%. So he does not drop footballs when they're thrown his way and they're catchable. Uh, that's something that I think will be a breath of fresh air for this team. A guy who catches balls that are thrown to him very, very reliably um, for as much production as we had last year. Like I said, the drops remained an issue. I think if we have a guy out there who is very shorthanded and is not going to drop the easy ones, I think that keeps the chains moving. I think that keeps you in the opposite of the doghouse. That keeps you in the coach's good graces. And I think that that's something. There's very few things, I think, at this point that are going to really help our team and our offense take the next step. I think consistency on the margins, like like catching those easy ones and not being in third and nine, being in you know third and two instead. I think that's the difference for this team. And I think that's some, one thing Winston Wright brings. No, I completely agree with that. Sorry, but I need to check, check my phone real quick. But no, I think I think that's really fair for that. My only thing is with Winston Wright, I know about all those things. I just don't know what player you're going to be getting basically from basically after the accident. And also, 
how the players are going to respond after full fall camp and also several games in the season, how he's going to be able to hold up. But quite frankly, I mean, modern medicine is really a marvel, and we actually want kind of want to see actually how he responds. And I'm pretty sure that he'll respond in full. Uh, my number three, though, is Cantron Portier. He's someone that you saw last season like became a true red zone threat, actually started catching the ball fully. It's a big body receiver. He's someone that definitely earned the trust and the chem and, and has the chemistry with Jordan when it actually comes down to the nuts and bolts, basically being of those clutch situations. And so to me, with Kentron, a.k.a. Big Boy Tron, I think that's someone that number three. And then number four for me is Winston Wright for what you listed above. It's just more that I need to see him actually be able to, I guess, withstand a full season or even, you know, how he responds after a few harder games because that lower leg injury was devastating. It, it took him out for an entire season. And I want to see how he's able to respond, actually keep healthy for a full year because uh, when those pads come on and when you play real, real college football, it's going to hurt. And it's going to yeah. be bumps and bruises, so. I remember saying exactly what you just said about Trey Benson. I look like a giant idiot. Not doing that again. Um, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I probably will look like an idiot because like the way he looks, apparently, like in his photos, I'm like, he looks good. He, look, he does look good. He does. Um, so three is going to be Michael Pittman for me. Four, I'm going to do a cop out. I'm going to go Kendron Portier or Jerry Williamson, just like our no, just like, just do on the depth chart. Oh God damn it! I'll yep. let you have that for that reason. Yep. So. I, I don't know. One of them, one of them is going to step up. Uh, they both had several moments last year where they both looked like competent receivers that could be trusted to be out there in the starting lineup or, you know, like the, if we're doing four or five wide. So I, I expect one of them to kind of be reliable and step up their production. Um, number five, I'm going to, I'm going to go with a wild card here. Hakeem the dream. I think. Boy, Keem. Yeah. I think Hakeem Williams is a special talent at wide receiver. He's just, he's just faster and quicker and more athletic and better than most of the players he's going to be across from. And you can't keep a guy that talented off the field. Go watch his high school highlights. That's sick. That's, that's a special player we have here uh, that we're lucky to have gotten on campus. And I fully expect by the end of the year for him to be in the starting lineup. Well, you took mine because mine was going to be Hakeem Williams. I was tempted to take Ja'Kai Douglas because yeah. I feel bad whenever we leave him off this list because he's still a really damn good player. He's still really fast. But, yeah, when you watch Hakeem Williams' tape, it's like, that's not a kid you bench. Mm-hmm. That's a kid that's probably is sometimes starting towards the end of the year because he is just that dynamic. He, there are a lot of wide receivers in this room, and as someone, I think Akeem has the highest ceiling, but also has the highest floor when it comes to speed, size, hands, and he just has that kind of mentality. What did you want a wide receiver when he lines up across a uh, another defensive back? So to me, I, I agree with you, Hakeem, the Dream Williams, aka the Boy Keem. That's uh, I think that's number five for us. And then, folks, actually, after this quick commercial break and a word from our sponsors, we'll actually be going to who we think is going to be kind of the surprise here in the wide receiver room heading into 2023. Okay, Dave, we're towards the end of the show. As is tradition, as is tradition, I'm going to hand the ball off over to you. Take us home, heading on to this last segment. Okay, Drake. So like you said, we are doing who could be the surprise of this team. We've met. It's funny. If you go look at our receiver room, we've mentioned pretty much everybody. Uh, it's, it's Pretty not, a, so. it's not a massive room. Um, Ja'Kai Douglas is a sensible choice. If you want to, if you want to pick him for this one, just, you know, 
every like couple games, he has one of those big moments. He just has a penchant for making a big catch and making the most out of it. So I would understand if you went with that pick. That is not where I'm going. And I, I think I'm surprising myself a little bit going with this pick, but I'm, I'm going with Vanjurvius Jacobs. That, he, he, right. We just we just gave you this speech about how you can't you're not going to be able to keep Hakeem Williams off the field. And I do believe that. Um, go look. Go look at what Van Trevius Jacobs did in high school. Just go watch his film. Go go read about kind of his skill set. That. That kid, I think, is a replacement. I don't want to be mean here. Probably a better replacement for Pokey. OK, and. Just, just the body type. He's six foot, 167 pounds. Obviously, he's going to do some growing in college, but he's fast. That kid makes plays. He's a playmaker by nature. Um, and obviously, Hakeem Williams, I think, is on kind of a different level than any other receiver on this team. Just by virtue of being a five star, his athleticism is just different. Like I said, but I think because we have Hakeem Williams in this class, people probably forget about how talented Vandrevius Jacobs is. And depending on how quickly he comes along. That's the kind of kid that either could end up redshirting, so there's a lot of variance here, or could end up with a starting spot on the team because he's been he's proved impossible to keep off the field. So I'm really excited to see that because, like I said when we first started today's episode, all this talent, all this known production performance, we know what it is, but we also have these new guys coming in who are going to be X factors because they could push for starting time and starting spots. And this list that we've just given you in the the second segment today could change drastically by end of the season. No, I completely agree with that, even though I will not agree with the the, uh, Pokey uh, Wilson slander because, you know, that man is going to be never replaceable for this team. But I get what you're saying with Andrew Jacobs, that he he has a skill set that definitely is actually reloading that spot, that that, uh, void that's left by Pokey. Uh, I'm not going to go with the freshman. I think think we already did that with Hakeem Williams. I'm going to go with a player that's already been here and still developing and we saw Dugans when he had the talent to develop wide receiver. He actually was able to. And that, to me, is going to be Deuce Span, the transfer last year from Illinois. We mentioned him briefly, I think, earlier today that he actually did come and he actually was part of the room. And that's someone that you could see he's a four quarterback in high school, went to Illinois, transitioned over to wide receiver. I want to say this is only his second or third. Oh, sorry, this is going to be his third year heading the season actually as a wide receiver. He's something like he's saying that size you can't teach. So I think he's six, what, yeah. six foot four, six five, extremely fast. It just needs if he's able to consistently get those hands. That's someone actually able to actually you know basically send out there and just rip the top off the defenses. And that to me is going to be very important for this team. Like you're saying, there's, I don't think there's another step for this team to take offensively, but I think consistently wise you're able to open up a little more plays for the playbook if you're able to actually have that true true you know deep ball threat. And that to me for pure for, for pure circumstances actually is going to be deuce man. I, I I tell you what, my answer to that is I hope so. Um, I think it's all going to be a question of whether he can kind of control his emotions and play consistently like you saw. Towards, yeah. You saw towards the end of last year when he had that big uh, blow up on the sideline with Mike Norvell and Mike Norvell got a lot of praise for how he handled that mm-hmm. interaction. So obviously when Deuce span either a ball actually after that, I remember that cause he, he actually he threw right back at him. He caught the ball got a first down back in the very next drive and went right to him. Yes, that's right. But you know, that that whole situation presented because Deuce Span, you know, didn't make the play he wanted to make. Uh, that that kid has all the physical tools. It's just a matter of understanding where to be on the field and executing in the moment. 
And I think that's and not and not being too down on yourself if you mess up, which right. is that's, all of us to do that. That's what I meant by the up here. Like you get in your own head. It's it's not all that much different than golfing. Like you get in your own head while you're golfing and your whole rounds are you're just gonna nothing's gonna go right. So if you're able to get past that and he's able to develop some kind of consistency, yeah, he's another one of those guys that very well could could push for a starting spot on this team. There's only so many spots, like I said. There are too many cooks in the kitchen. That is a very good problem to have, Drake. And I think it's exactly the situation we're in. No, I completely agree with that. And it's something that's, you know, we have you know, some players that we haven't mentioned. I think Josh Brawl is going to be a name that, you know, he's been hurt for a few seasons. It's, it, I hope to see him actually have a full recovery, like, you know, be able to actually be able to be healthy heading into this next season. And, folks, we want to be able to thank each and every single one of you for supporting us each step of the way. We have hit 2,000 subscribers, and we wouldn't be able to do this without each and every single one of you. I love you. Dave loves you. Holly, Stacey loves you as well. Now, Dave, as always, send us home. Yep. Everybody, like Drake said, we love you. Thank you for getting us to 2,000 subscribers. That is a milestone for us, and it is only because of you we are indebted to each and every one of you. Thank you. Um, for the podcast, find us anywhere you find your podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google Play, all the good places. For the YouTube, hit that like button if you could. It takes two seconds. Subscribe to the channel also takes two seconds. We would really appreciate that. Ding the little bell. Turn your notifications on. You'll find out when our episodes drop. And as always, most importantly, leave us a comment. Give us your top five players for that position group. Give us your breakout or your unexpected, your surprise player, just like we did here today. We want to hear it from you. And we want to hear each and every single one of you with your opinions on the J.D. Rashad debacle as he officially has removed NLI from Florida and will not be intending there in the fall. But as a discussion for a different day, this was Drake, that was Dave, and we'll see you all next time on Lockdown Sentinels. Take care, everybody. Go Nolls.